Hello and welcome to another episode of Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco. And if you're a returning listener, you would know that we cover everything from dancing and singing to actually the culture and some of the iconic artists of the genre. If you're new, welcome. We do hope that you enjoy it. And check out our previous episodes as well for more context on what we talk about. Before we move on to today's topic, we would like to thank you. Because we have been having so much interest of late. We're just loving the fact that more and more of you from around the world are joining the podcast. And we can't give a shout out, I feel, to every single country on the episode because it will be too long. But we're going to try to mention two countries per episode and give you our uh, expression of gratitude that you're giving us the time. So today... We would like to say massive thank you to our listeners in Brazil and Russia. You are amazing. And once again, we, we never actually thought that we can reach people in you know various parts of the world. But we're so glad, we're so happy that we can. So um, please keep listening. I think you're really going to enjoy all the topics coming up as the, the previous ones as well. Now, have you been missing the festivals? Of course you have. I know we have. At least an outdoor gig, you know, or anything that can bring us a little bit of excitement in the great outdoors. Well, today we're going to talk about Marcus's top five flamenco festivals that he has visited. And with that, we hope to bring you some something to look forward to because the festivals will come back again. We just have to wait a little bit. But until then, definitely we want to bring the festival atmosphere at least to your airways. And Marcos uh, is someone who has been to many festivals throughout the whole of the Andalusia. Uh, I have to introduce him properly. He's a flamenco guitarist, flamenco expert as well. Uh, and he has met many people and artists from the genre. So without further ado, we have a lot of stories to bring you, so let's dive in. This is the episode on Top 5 Flamenco Festivals. Now, when you think of a flamenco festival, they're fantastic because they're outdoors. I mean, that's the, that's the great thing. That's the good thing about them. But they're not as easy as people might think. Well, you're because there's a thing called tickets. There's a thing called flamenco attitude, like the actual attitude. Yes. And you're going to talk to me about a variety of them because you have sent me a list of festivals and gigs in different locations, actually, by yeah. different artists. Yeah, we're going to do our top five. We're going to do our top five. So would you like to start with the one in Seville? Probably Seville is a great place to have a concert the, 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 on. Well, the one in, Mo, in Mont, Montellano in Seville. Montellano in Seville. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to brag a bit here. As opposed to... <laughs> <laughs> because I, I went, I travelled there and I just the day before been playing a little bit of music to the Gypsy Kings. See, so I'm really showing off there, aren't I? That's they? really not like you, Marcos. No. That's really not like and, uh, <laughs> That's a whole story in itself it about is, the Gypsy it, King. It, so let's keep it, we'll keep, that, keep yeah. it, and let's uh, tell me about Montellano now. Uh, yeah, so I, I went to, to Montellano, and um, the day before this festival, I went to a, a bar, and it's where all the functionaries, all the, the council workers are, are there on a Friday, and they're all drinking litrona, these 
what know, is liter liters, of liters of beer liters of beer, beer in the bottle you know? so uh, but, but once you told me that you would order a caña usually yeah but the, the, in this place they 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 a literona yeah we like the sound yeah. so you're not even saying could you give me a liter a, of beer you just say a liter uh, yeah yeah so, uh, so they're drinking this and i walk in <laughs> I haven't got them. This is leading up to, the, to the festival. Do you have the big entrance? Well, okay. not really, no. I come in very... No, you see, actually, you've got this completely wrong. I go in there very quietly w with my wife, and a man says, Ah, to very flamenco. He's flamenco. And I say, No, no, yeah, you are flamenco. <laughs> is, is it because of the big bling you have on? <laughs> so uh, I tried to deny that I'm a flamenco man. And, he, and he, he's not buying it at all. Really. Yeah, Marcos, because you're probably with one of your shirts. <laughs> okay. You're well. probably wearing a ton of jewelry, <laughs> and you have a long hair, like oh, longer, okay. longer hair than the oh, average is that, person. Is that the giveaway? So he, he says to me, "No, no, we've got to, uh, we've got to have some flamenco." So I said, "But I haven't got my guitar with me." He wears me down. I have to admit, I am flamenco. So my poor wife has to go off a very long journey and bring the guitar. And we had an, the most incredible afternoon when the guitar came back. So we, we, I just played the whole afternoon. Uh, it was 40 degrees or more. The people went completely mad. And to bring it to an end, I did the typical flamenco thing. I took my shirt off and just walked out of the front door. And yeah. they knew that was it. Now, the reason we're doing this is we're leading up to uh, the festival the next day in, in Montellano. Now, put it yeah. a bit in perspective. Is Montellano a big place? No, very small. Which means the festival is very exciting. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it was for non-consecrated artists. Mm. So these are people who are very young. Very young, yeah. 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 And, uh, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll love this, okay? We queued up to, to buy the tickets. Now, you will not believe this. In front of us was a couple, and they said, how much is it to get in? And the person said, five euro. And they said, oh, that's way too expensive. And I just That's thought, probably two pound fifty or something. <laughs> and they decided I mean, not I, I, we could only dream in this part of the world <laughs> to have an entrance for 250 on a concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you had like the nephew of Chocolati there, uh, you know, all. So, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, you're not. Even a coffee's going to cost you that much, you know. And this is just the ticket price. The, yeah, just to get... And in. if we want to get a little bit of a drink inside, or if we want to get a snack... Well, yeah, I mean, flamenco festivals are very complicated like that because uh, you can't normally go to a bar because... Within the festival. Within the festival because you have to buy tickets. And so you have to know from another area what value tickets you need to buy because if you're thinking oh i'm gonna have a rum and coke yeah a kubata yeah. my, much my is favorite that? yeah you, so you've got to calculate what tickets you require which means you have a few different tickets to choose from yeah they're and all different little colors they're very small pieces and when of paper. You, well, let's say you get the blue ticket which yeah. is all included yeah, like a 20 or something yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you just show it and you get your drinks well, you as hand, much no, as you, you have to hand it over oh so you have it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this yeah. is instead of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't ask me why. That's just the way things. That's work. probably for people not to take too much money out. Yeah. 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 So we went to this concert in Montellano, and it was young people. And what I loved, there was a, a very young guitarist, and he'd obviously deliberately got the guitar with the peg heads, with the clavicas mm. and the sacrilla. 
and he was about, I don't know, 17, and he was strutting around before he went on. He was so proud of, of his instrument and, and everything. So people say, oh, flamenco is for old people. Not really. Nobody says that, I don't well, think. Well, I, I get this occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these are people who obviously are very happy to show off. Well, they were competition winners. Yeah, and yeah. Things like to that. show off their skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because these are young yeah, people. Yeah. So I, I think it was great because it shows you that the flamenco will carry on. You know, because these are people of 16, 17, 18 years of age. And did you actually have a few conversations with these people I did, throughout? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And what was the general mood? Because obviously these are people who know that flamenco is. Uh, probably know that flamenco is a, um, an acquired taste of a yeah. genre. Well, what was their attitude towards their future, you know, if they want to continue with flamenco? No, I mean, they see a good future for it. They, they do. And they talk about their grandfathers and things yes. like that, because that's, uh, that's where it's come from. The tradition comes yeah? from. Whereas people yeah. would be quite shocked, because when you see these younger artists, like young people everywhere now, they've got, they've got all the tattoos on, and mm. they've got very different haircuts and everything, yeah. but they are flamenco. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about every single one. Favorite moment from this um, festival? Well, there, there was a, a, a guitarist who'd, who'd won a competition, and I could see that he was very, very nervous. But later, uh, I, I can't remember the names now because it's too too long That's ago. Fine. Somebody else came on, and he wasn't a, a competition winner, but he just, how would you say it? He just took over the whole concert because he played with this singer like you'd never seen before. What did he play? Well he was playing very very much on Yes. Now you're going to take me to, uh, this is personally my favorite, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> Be you like because you like food. But because I like <laughs> food and if you have listened to our one of our previous episodes on flamenco posters you would know that I'm going to talk about the Gaspacho in Moron. You say that you t you, t you told me that you have very good stories from that one. Yeah, I mean, people talk, people think gazpacho. I mean, they know it; they can buy it in shops. They think it's a kind of, uh, they think it's tomato soup. It's not really, but gazpacho uh, is made from from tomatoes. It's normally drunk with a bowl, a special bowl in your right hand. It's normally it's water with vegetables, but. It gave its name to this incredible festival that started in the 50s in, in Morong, all the gypsy festivals where uh, people would go and enjoy the gazpacho. So the gazpacho signifies a flamenco festival. Now, my best one was, uh, uh, you know, don't ask me the year, OK? I haven't even, even tried. <laughs> but... Um, a boy. Yeah, you, of course, because you've been many times. Yes, you've uh, been yeah, many well, times. I mean, you imagine a boy that I knew uh, when he was about six, El Galli, who's now one of the great flamenco singers of Andalusia, uh, he was on in, in the Gaspacho, and I went to the ball ring. So it was staged in the ball ring. So you've got to imagine the sand of the ball ring mm. and the smell Very atmospheric. of those tomatoes. Because yeah. they got like enough Gaspacho right, for tomatoes. everybody. So you can imagine that the smell. So El Galli said, no, no, you, you, Marcus, you don't sit with the audience. You have to be backstage yeah. and understand of course you were very what, pleased. what we're doing. <laughs> so there was one of the great artists, Jose Manessi. And obviously El Galli was going to, to sing and et cetera, et cetera. So it was unbelievable. But uh, apart from the concert, what really happens is 
in everything in flamenco when the concert is over the flamenco artists come out and they form a circle a private circle and <clears throat> they just sing for themselves for themselves yes mm -hmm. so I found myself in this circle now if you imagine in the boring is also a, a, a discotheque so the people went came out because they they're going to we got to try and see yeah. what they're going to do because this is when they really play yeah, yeah. They, they've because, done they've done yeah. the audience they, yeah. they feel that this is now more for them than anyone yeah, else yeah, and yeah. they're gonna go for it as you say yeah. so like. uh, an artist uh, from Malaga he, he sat there with, and he had a very large stick and we're all on chairs and when he points to you <laughs> you, you have to you have to go for <laughs> yeah for the kill <laughs> can you imagine that's kind of and intimidating I was, I was extremely nervous that is very intimidating <laughs> yeah. and behind us is, is all the crowds from the discotheque you can imagine trying to look in uh, and it was incredible because he, he, uh, Morong's got a big relationship uh, with the United States because of the base. Oh, does it? Yes. So a young girl from the United States saw this and she did the most incredible thing. She just jumped into the circle mm. and started dancing. Was it good? <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm only saying this because when we uh, used to put on gigs... I mean, usually people really love joining and dancing, but, but if you, it's not but good, you, it's would, <laughs> you would tell to me later, oh, girl, mm. did you see that? Uh, I mean, shout out to our No, listener. I can say she pulled it off. You know what time we're talking about here? We're talking about six o'clock in the morning. Baking heat, probably, still. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, because, I mean, this is the time when, you know, the festival's over and then they come out mm. to perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was imp absolutely amazing. Yeah. And um, I, I was just waiting for the stick to turn to me and what I was going to do. Now, fortunately, I, I'd worked out something that I could sort of sing and dance <laughs> within about 30 seconds and, and come out okay. Clean, yeah. yeah. And, the, mm. and he seemed to think that was not too that's bad. That's good, that's <laughs> good. Well, shout out to our listeners in the United States. Maybe you would recognize yourself if you are the person who joins that day, if you're listening to us, that may be you, actually. Uh, well, what was the best memory of this? I think seeing the top artists backstage. Mm. So would we recognize some of the names? Well, the, like, the, uh, main, the main man is now, is now dead, yeah. uh, Jose Menese. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing him get ready was, was quite something. You are now uh, going to talk to me about, actually, this you would remember the date. This is the specific Biennale de Flamenco. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to forget no, it. No, you're never going to forget the 15th of September 2016. Why yeah. is that? Well, because <clears throat> what happens I in the Biennale when they put it on... The Biennale is in Seville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, obviously, by its name, it, it happens every two years. But they put on a, a special thing in Triana where obviously the flamenco artists originated from, and a lot of the flamenco people come back to Triana. And one of my favorites is Loli Montoya. And so I went there. They said to me that you've got no chance of getting in. And it sold out completely, and the queue for return tickets or whatever was enormous, you see? Anyway, I didn't make any fuss. I had a look, 
and I went off to a bar which is dedicated to many things of the Camarong and then I came back, same situation and I saw that they even didn't allow the, the press in so, yeah. every, so there's an enormous queue, it's just the same, it got even bigger, you're not going to get in, that's it. So I went back for a third time and the most incredible thing happens can only happen to me. Can't Someone's cancelled their tickets. No, no, I'm, no? Ju I'm just not. There's this enormous queue. I'm over on the other side of the road, minding my own business, looking. And the one of the people that looks after the tickets, the security, he comes over and he says, "Here you are." Your ticket. And he gives me a ticket. Yeah. For the front row. Why do you think that was? I don't. Why did he pick you? I, did you he, know this he, man? No, or? I didn't know this man at all. I think because he thought, here's a, uh, a little flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he would appreciate this. Right? Now, since you don't mind saying this, yeah. just for our listeners to imagine, Marcos is indeed a little flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I walked in. Yeah. And it was incredible because I sat down in this front row. There was this one space for, you know, mm. and Lolly came out at that very moment to perform. Yeah. Now, how are you going to get that? The Biennale is a wonderful festival because obviously it's many, many You, ha you have said that the Biennale yeah. is mega. Yeah. 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 It's so many festivals, so many lectures. And this was, uh, how many days does this continue for? I think it goes on for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Couple yeah. of weeks. And yeah. which day was this when you joined? Oh, this was, I think, on a uh, Sunday night, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So you were extremely, extremely lucky. Yeah. Well, when I left, they were still queuing. Covering ho ho around. Hoping to get in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when you saw Lolly, had, had you previously spoken or met Lolly. No, <coughs> I've never met Lolly. No. 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 But yeah, there you were. If you think there I was just so close because I had a front seat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I've still I've still got in my house the ticket that that man gave me and I'll never of know course. why he just said go on you go in. That's your lucky. Wasn't that wonderful, don't you think? It's I'm not even going to ask you which is your favorite from this <laughs> call because obviously that was the incredible, yeah. this incredible moment. And what would what would you say we can um, put here for our listeners from Lolly, uh, from uh, for our listeners on Spotify? Because on Spotify, if uh, just yeah, a well, little any any track of Lolly Manuel, it's this classic. It's classic music from the, from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Just a little plug that only on Spotify you can listen to our music choices along with the podcast. So if you have Spotify or if you would like to install it just to listen to us and our music choices, go on Spotify, install it on your phone and search for Flamenco Attitude. We'll be there. Now, um, an incredible, of course, artist coming up. That must be one of the kind of the highlights uh, because we're talking about Paco de Lucia with John McLaughlin at the Albert Hall in London. Yeah. Now this is a bit unusual. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the only flamenco festival that yeah. you will spotlight that's not in Andalusia. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean the way to put it to you is that Paco had come over previously uh, and done a solo concert at the Wigmore Hall in yeah. London and people thought yeah, we talked about it. This man is just unbelievable. Mm. But this was different because obviously the Albert Hall is a, is a, a great venue, mm, yeah. and he was up against 
John McLaughlin, who's one of the greatest guitarists, and Larry Correo, another guitarist from, from the United States. It was Valentine's Day. Is there any significance? Well, or was it that type of uh, I think I think Paco was beginning to get into the idea of working with other musicians. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about uh, Valentine's Day in 1977. Now, to set the scene, you've got the Albert Hall. It was freezing cold. Snow all around, frozen around the, around the theatre. The, the majority of the audience had never heard of Paco de Lucia. They come to see John McLaughlin and all like this, the, one of the great guitarists from, from England. Yeah. And Paco, in his typical way, when, it, when the concert started, he held back. He was just feeling the waters, you know, mm. just doing some chords and stuff. But then, pff, once he got the hang of what was the, going, going wolf, and the people were... Who is this man? It's just, and you know how fast he can play. So you know? he was just a featured artist to start yeah. with. Yeah. Not many people who went to that would have known who he was. And then they, from this incredible concert, they formed this uh, guitar trio, which which took over the world. Japan, they they were like mega. You yeah. know, three top guitar players. Yeah, our listeners in Japan may very well uh, either uh, recognize if you have, you know, if, if you uh, have listened back in the day or if you're getting into the flamenco culture. Now, we highly recommend actually that you listen to um, how Paco plays and maybe online you can find yeah. something of this concert. I mean, I'm not sure whether yeah. it was filmed, but... Oh, yeah, um, I, yeah. there's loads of it on that. And also, I mean, Paco did... As a result of this, he did a tour of Japan hmm. with this, um, and Aldi Miola joined, replaced Larry Goriel in the trio. And these are incredible concerts that they did together, and they're all competing against each other. It's like, I, I think when I wrote about it a long time ago, I said it was like Guitar Olympics, or yeah. aesthetics, yeah? Mm. Because they're, they're trying to get faster than the other one. Faster yeah. than, to really... <laughs> put the skill up. Yeah. Do you think Paco was, I'm not going to use the word intimidated, but do you think that was kind of a very big thing for him? Do you think he was nervous that yes, he's I think going he, to? Yes, I think he was, because he'd never really done something like that. And, and wh where he's good is he holds back, yeah. and it's all going into his brain, the, you know, the, the, the chords and everything they're using, and then suddenly, woof, off he goes. What did he play? Well, actually, I mean, to be honest, they didn't know what they were going to do. They... <laughs> Uh, there are there are uh, images in the dressing room where they just sort of said, "Oh, what you know? How's this going to work?" Mm. Yeah. Uh, and what? Because uh, I don't think that was a flamenco flamenco concert. No, no, no. You're right. But Paco played flamenco. Yeah. So how did that work? We have John McLaughlin, and yeah. we have yeah. So it, it kind of put flamenco um, at the top table because it showed people that. It was an amazing that the skills you have to have as a flamenco artist are unbelievable. Have to be proper. Yeah, and of course it led on to uh, Paco becoming a world artist, not not a flamenco guitarist, but a, a world artist. Yeah. What song from the trio would you recommend? Mediterranean Sundance. Sounds sunny. <laughs> okay, and we are now top. Obviously, we've got to the top. We, we've got to the top. That's number one. Yeah. You were going to talk to me about 
the first flamenco festival staged at the football stadium yeah. that's uh, racing club portuense yeah portuense uh, sorry <laughs> i'm i'm really sorry no, i'm just no, no, I, I, I as i always say i am not the expert i'm just the facilitator marcos is the expert and actually before we start talking about that i've learned so much over these past I've obviously talked to you for years, yeah. but ever since we started the podcast, because now we have everything on tape and uh, everything is, you know, planned out before the program, I feel that I really learned. Well, it's very kind more of you to than, say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, with, with the flamenco, uh, when you're a singer or a player, you never ever get to the end of it. Yeah, you have to practice every day, and you're never going to get on top of it. No, this is the beauty, I guess. It's something that you would never conquer, but yeah. you, it's it's a journey. Flamenco is a journey. Anyway, I, I can write a flamenco song. Yes, flamenco course. is una. How is a journey? Um, how is the, the word? Flamenco is un viaje. I'm sorry, I, I'm just getting too <laughs> too hyped up. Okay. I know you, where you want to go. Now. An amazing night yeah. in Puerto de Santa Maria. So you want a journey to El Puerto? I would love to. El Puerto de Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. Well, to get there, you have to go, you can go on a little uh, craft across the water from Cadiz. I have a feeling I know about this story. Go on, go on, no, go no, on. No, I have no, a feeling no, I do. No, I, have no, a feeling. No, no. I have a feeling. So we got there, and this is a football stadium. When we got there, uh, there was hardly anybody there. So we thought, well, okay, this is going to be all right. We, we buy our ticket, and then within about half an hour, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people start arriving. Do people start arriving a bit later for yeah. flamenco concerts? Because you've never told me that it's full yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. It's actually very, full very from... Very late, very yeah. late. And, um, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of flamenco festivals, but I have not been to one in, in, a, in a football club. Mm. So they came... <laughs> That's strange, isn't yeah. it? Flamenco well, and football kind of have a... Yeah. I, mean, they, I tell you why, because there's a... A theory that this is where flamenco started. So, in other words, when it came from India, it yeah. was in this very place that flamenco started. Mm. That the gypsy people created what we now call flamenco. Yeah, and which area is this? It's in Cadiz it's province, in Cadiz but province. just across the water in, in Puerto de Santa Maria. Yeah, yeah. And so we got there, and yeah, the crowds came in and all, all the rest of it. The atmosphere was unbelievable because the, <laughs> the, the, you know, to use an English word, the punters were already doing palmas, clapping, right, yeah. like mad behind the goals. So it, you, you know, the artists hadn't even come out, and you got this incredible atmosphere. And we had Remedio Samaya and all of this, but <clears throat> the the really big thing was Capullo. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, how, how do you describe him? Capullo is, from what you've told me and from yeah. what I've seen, <laughs> this is. <laughs> no, you just have to see this. But I think I'm going to include. A, yeah, I'm going to yeah, include a little yeah, clip uh, he, in the description for our listeners to see. He's a very special. Person, he's a very special like person. He is a very passionate where he sings. Yeah. Literally, we we watched him. We yeah. watched him a performance of his on a beach yeah. with many people. Yeah. I think the mi I think the stand of the microphone was kind of yeah. shaky. I, I don't think yeah, it yeah. would have. He, he's just. Where do you get one of him? 
No, I don't know. You'll just have to explain. But yeah, so so what happens? So, uh, he came out and he had his favorite guitarist, uh, Nino Herro. And, you know, these two people together, you just can't, you just can't believe what it was like. But a very funny thing happened while I was watching it with my wife, because it's a packed thing. Uh, That's 2012. Uh, yeah, 2012. A man behind me started saying, oh, you know, got very unpleasant and said, you're blocking my view. And, and then... You're just a little man. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> so somebody, somebody on the other saw this, a very big man, and said, now, don't you start bullying me. You know, it was very, very funny. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, as you say, I'm very small. I can't see yeah, how... Well, and you don't, <laughs> but, but the thing is, I wouldn't have brought it up. I know that yeah, you don't yeah. mind saying yeah, it, as yeah. you always say it. I, otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> you are hardly going to block anyone. Exactly. <laughs> but um, some, this chap obviously found out that there was a bigger man than him there who told <laughs> who could him have to, very well blocked his view <laughs> told him to behave himself and it, so it was a fantastic night yeah absolutely unbelievable yeah uh, is he still he, around yes yeah yeah he's performing he's my all-time favorite at the moment i mean of the of the living artists yeah um where do you go where do, i mean you you've seen him you've seen like how passionate he is yeah. and what he sings about now who could bring a crowd like we saw at this football stadium, the, the, it was packed. The thing is, his whole being is in it. Would you say that? Yes. Everything is in it. You just, I'm going to in the description of this. Uh, whether you, uh, if you are on spot, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you'll hear a little bit of Capullo after this segment. If you're not on Spotify, I'm going to include a link in the description to a video just to see Capullo in his his glory. Yeah. So let's thanks. For El Capullo de Jerez. Oh, favorite moment from that night? Um, well, I mean, I've already. Let's end on a big okay, one. Okay, I've already told you actually. <laughs> on a big one. Episode where, yes. where the, because everybody wears their shirts when when this person doing a, a doctorate in, <laughs> in flamenco shirts says, "Would it be possible, Marcos? Oh, do you know, do you know my name, whatever. Would it be possible to?" take a photograph of you in this shirt and you remember from our other episode it was the shirt from another man's back i hope you enjoyed this episode on flamenco festivals as you heard this is a very atmospheric experience probably very very different to what we're used to in let's say pop festivals if you ever have the chance, if we ever have the chance again to go to a flamenco festival, Marcos and I would highly recommend it because it's an experience like none other. But this was his top five. He's obviously been to many. These were his top five. All great stories all around. We do hope you enjoyed them. Now, once again, if you're on Spotify, I hope you enjoy our musical choices if you're listening to us on another platform and you would like to hear these choices head to uh, spotify and search for flamenco attitude uh, on twitter we're at flamenco pod uh, we're going to be putting more uh, behind the scenes um, pictures of lolo the flamenco cat and other i would say memorabilia that marcos has um, from his journeys um, throughout Lucia. But until the next time, whether you listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. Now, the thing about the, the flamenco festivals is um, they're, they're wonderful, but there are problems with the, with the tickets that you need to buy 
your food and crisps, you need to know exactly, you have to queue up and get different things and know exactly how much you're going to pay. But my, my warning is, remember that the toilets can get rather difficult towards the end of the night.